0: welcome to frankly talking every Friday at 6 p.m here at 700 a.m KSEV the voice of Texas like and follow Frank on facebook.com frankly talking here is your host Frank Spagnoletti.
1: hey 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 it's
2: a uh, Friday night and uh, we're gonna do a good show tonight because we're gonna I want to talk to all you people out there that are listening to us on this Friday evening uh, coming up on uh, post-Veterans Day and coming up on Thanksgiving Day and uh, we're going to have uh, trying to try to get the country straight. Hmm. Uh, it might take us a while, but <laughs> <laughs> we're making a little bit of progress, I think. Uh, so we got here tonight, we got Gorge Francis Riley, my sidekick, and then we got uh, Mauricio's here, live and in person, and Daisy's here, so we got we got a full team, and of course we got Steve back there until he like runs out of the room when I say something improper, and so, <laughs> which is often. What I want to talk about tonight, and uh, hey, how are you, Facebook? And what I want to talk about tonight is uh, a couple of different things. I mean, things have s- struck me, but I had the opportunity this week uh, to meet with uh, Congressman Scalise. You know, who's, I think he's, they call him the congressional whip. I never understood exactly what that means. But I guess, you know, it has some some, uh, some, kind of connotation in Washington parlance. But I think, you know, he gathers up the votes and makes sure they're all in line. And I gave him a lot of grief about that because they weren't all in line. They were the 13 Republicans who passed the last bill that many of us really didn't want. I mean I would have been fine with the last bill if all the money went to building roads and bridges and pipelines and and uh and and oil and gas and coal and wind and solar all of it. Okay? Let's get let's just get it straight here, okay? We're in Texas. We're not they think of us of course as Neanderthals because you know we we still like oil, gas and coal. Well, of course they burn it in the private jets that fly all over the world into Davos and everywhere else. But it comes from somewhere, it comes from places like this. and I'd rather have it come from places like this and places like this all over the United States of America than coming from foreign countries who would basically hold us hold us on their supply chains and extort us on the price. I mean, I saw this week where, on in that regard where uh, OPEC uh, was asked, was begged by the Biden administration for more oil. How disgusting is that when we have all the oil that we need right here in the United States of America? And guess what? They said, no, we're not producing any more oil because well, we're getting a good price for what we got right now. Because if it's scarcer... See, this is basic economics. We all know this. If it's a scarcer product that people want, people pay more for it. And the United States of America is starting to pay through the nose. In Texas, I saw where the price was approaching, and this was not like in one of these uh, gas stations that uh, will hold you up in uh, some fancy neighborhood. This was like near downtown. It was like four bucks, for premium gas. I mean it's only going to be a matter of time before it's five or six. Now this is the whole thought process here. This is intentional. This is not by accident. This is in order to drive up the price of, of, of Americans driving cars and if it costs more money then maybe they'll buy off on electric cars which will then be worse for the United States. Because then we would have given up the hugest economic advantage that we currently hold in the world that is now in neutral because of what's going on. And in that regard, I saw about that pipeline this week. I mean, a couple of times, I mean, I was ready to fly up to uh, Michigan and, and get on the streets with those people because this is like a hundred year old a uh, refinery and, and pipeline and a whole community that brings in about 40% of the oil from Canada that's needed for that part of the United States of America. And there's been no po- big pollution event. And there's big no there's no big problem, except they want to replace part of the pipeline so that there is not an environmental problem. But yet, it's now under consideration that they're going to shut down that pipeline with the, you know, thousands of jobs that's involved with with just the pipeline and the big refinery up there that deals with it. And I was listening to some of the folks, and they they were saying that whatever, if they lose their job, it affects 16 people's jobs. So think about that. And then those 16 people lose their jobs. Think of all the people that they affect. That's called the multiplier effect in economics. So this whole idea is being done absolutely like strict this is a strategic move these strategic moves that i'm talking about here are happening on every level in our country it's happening it's happening on oil and gas which i call the lifeblood of the country and coal it's happening economically because of what they're doing in terms of uh, in terms of devaluing the dollar by printing so many dollars and basically causing inflation, which is going to impact every single one of us in this country most most devastatingly, people who are living uh, you know on a really tight budget. Uh, it's not going to impact the wealthy folks. They won't be able to buy any more canapes or cucumber sandwiches or something. Uh, but the guy, the, the men and women who like to eat a hot dog and barbecue, they're going to be paying a lot more for that, and so and so. They're doing it on every level. They're doing it on the supply chain thing. They could solve this immediately. I mean, can you answer me a question? Why is it we didn't have any supply chain issues ever that I can think of? The last time I could think of any kind of theoretical supply chain issue was when I was a lot younger under Jimmy Carter, and and there was a gasoline shortage, and there was an oil shortage, and there were lines for gasoline. But in my 67 years, we never have had that in the United States of America, to my, to my mind. We never sure had it for not having chicken. They don't have chicken in Costco, where I go sometimes. They don't have the chicken thighs that I, that I buy, and they don't have those because they're out, because of the supply chain. And I mean, I'm not that that I'm that, that that upset about that. I'll eat something else. But the point is, they are they are doing this on purpose. They want Americans to feel pain. They want Americans to level down. If you listen to them, if you listen to the uh, uh, what's her name, Saki Saki, the redhead Saki, <laughs> Circleback. Yeah, Circleback Saki. <laughs> and so if you listen to her, you know she says, "Well, you know." You don't need a jacket in every color. <laughs> you, well, you don't need your hair in every color either, lady. But the point, the point is, the point is, she, uh, she, she, uh, uh, she has no, no sense. Maybe we want those choices. Maybe in the United States of America, we have come to know that, we have come to expect it. We work to pay for it, and so therefore, who are you to tell us? To restructure our society. Who made you in charge of restructuring us? This is a country of the people. By the people and for the people. One nation under God. Not one nation under, you know, uh, some strategic Ph.D. idiots. Like the person that they're trying to put in the treasury department. I don't remember her name, but she's coming up for her nomination. And she actually remained here. She was living in the Soviet Union. She was like, I think, a, a citizen of the Soviet Union. I'm talking Soviet Union, not Russia. And when the wall came down, she wound up staying here. And in my to my incredible disbelief, she wound up somewhere along the line in the Bush administration of, of Treasury, and now she wants to be head of, or they nominating her for head of the Treasury Department, okay? Secretary of the Treasury. Now, when I was a young man just starting to practice law, one of the reasons I went to work at the law firm I did was because John Conley was there and he was a Secretary of the Treasury and I kind of understood what he was talking about, you know? This person here said publicly, that we should understand and it's probably come to expect, I'm paraphrasing, uh, that that coal, oil, and gas, and oil and gas industries should go bankrupt. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. The rest of the world's not going to make them go bankrupt. We're going to bankrupt, bankrupt ourselves. We're trying to impose a fantasy world without having the free marketplace develop to it. Maybe in 50 years, it will, the market would develop so that people, wa- you know, electric cars were more efficient and cheaper than, than oil and gas. Then they win the competition in the marketplace and the choices are made. But during that period of time, the infrastructure would have been naturally built. You don't tear down the infrastructure you have impose all kinds of pain and expense on people today in these days and times, and then turn around and say, uh, you know, you just have to suck it up. I mean, it, to me, these these folks are vampires. The, these globalists and these people that work uh, in Washington, they're vampires and they're sucking off the life blood of the country. But I think that our job is to put a stake in it at the ballot box, and in our local communities. Francis Riley, what do you got to say about any of that?
1: Yeah, I'm going to just give you a couple things. By the way, hold
2: on. Call us at 281-558-5738 and give me some comments on what I've been ranting on about.
1: Let's talk about something. Let's talk about the the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Okay? Now, here's the interesting thing. We released more. We had a record, a monthly record in October of releasing oil. And you would think that that having more oil with more supply would would help the prices. But it was all shipped overseas. You'll never guess where it was shipped to. I don't. Asia. So here we're begging OPEC to ship us oil. We take oil out of our strategic reserve, and we ship it overseas. Now, here's the other interesting thing for you. The dollar, everything's traded in dollars, and then it's the the trading currency Mm -hmm. of the world. Not for long. Well, it could be. But the dollar is sitting now at, at, at the euro rate of 114. Fifty-two weeks ago, was it one, two, three? So the dollar has gotten stronger. So you think that 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 extra buying power would bring the price of oil down? One one four to the euro. Correct. Okay. And what I'm saying to you is, is that if if it had not gotten stronger, we'd be paying more for oil. It, what we're dealing with here is a, is an out of control level of inflation, and it's a, and it's amazing when they when the when the these folks in D.C. Always want to talk about we're going to control the virus. We're going to control. Uh, we're going to control global warming. We're going to control inflation. They ha- they can't control the, the, the frickin' traffic outside their office. They they can't control anything. And yet here we go. We're going to control control inflation. It is on a runaway tear, and the decisions that they're making to not increase the interest rates. And who does that protect? It protects the government, and it protects the wealthy. And by not raising the interest rates and by not tamping down inflation, they've made a they've made a decision to heck with the people, make them suffer.
2: Yes. I mean they flat out say it, Francis. I mean they, they flat out say make them suffer. They basically say we have to do with less. We have to we have to learn how to live with the circumstances. But the circumstances are what? You're talking about depriving people potentially of energy. In the winter time, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and in the Midwest, I mean, if you want to drive people into what, what you might call an insurrection, be it a peaceful insurrection or or whatever, then then you go freeze them out in the middle of the wintertime and don't let them have enough heat for their parents, elderly parents, and for their children.
1: F- freeze them out and starve them out.
2: Freeze them out and starve them out, and then and then what? and then you'll see you'll get what you what you what you forcing, what you're demanding which is which will be accounted for, hopefully, at the ballot box, counted correctly. We're going to a break, right, Steve? Call us at 281-558-5738. Let's hear what you have to say.
3: Start your mornings with the Chris Salcedo Show, 7 to 9 a.m. on AM 700 KSEV.
4: With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room, and connect to our board certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever
5: you need us.
3: To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.
5: What's worse than a roof that leaks? A roof that leaks after you've spent hundreds of dollars to repair it. This is Deb Tejada from Tejas Roofing and Contracting, Houston's number one roofing and contracting company.
0: We get calls all the time from people who have used fly-by-night contractors to repair their storm damage. They spend a day on the roof, collect your money, and you never hear from them again.
5: And the roof still leaks. Why put yourself through that? Use a contractor with a verifiable history of experience. Tejas Roofing and Contracting, A-plus rated by the BBB, Certified Master Elite Contractors with GAF.
0: Our experienced crews have been working together repairing and replacing roofs in Houston for over 37 years. This work is top-notch, and the roof won't leak. The cleanup is second to none. You won't even know we've been there.
5: Go to TejasRoofing.com or call us at 281-251-0304. When you need roofing repairs, a new roof or remodeling, call us at Tejas Roofing, 281-251-0304.
4: Blood clots are life-saving when they stop your bleeding, but they can form when they aren't needed and cause a heart attack, stroke, lung damage, and death. Venous thromboembolism, or VTE, is when a clot forms in a deep vein, usually in the leg, then travels to the lungs and blocks blood supply. VTE affects around 600,000 Americans each year. You're at risk as you age, and if you've had recent surgery, a serious injury, or been still for a long time, from a hospital stay, bed rest, or travel. Also, if you have a personal or family history of deep vein clots, smoke, or are overweight, Seek medical attention if you experience swelling, pain or tenderness, or warmth and redness. If you have sudden shortness of breath, chest pain, or cough up blood, call 911 immediately. The good news is that VTE can be prevented and treated. Learn more at agingresearch.org slash VTE. Brought to you by the Alliance for Aging Research.
3: KSEV and its advertisers want to thank you, the listeners, for all your continued support. Without you supporting our advertisers, there would not be a Voice of Texas. We stand behind our clients, and if you're looking to boost and grow your business, join the great team at KSEV and its loyal audience by calling a member of our sales staff at 281-588-4800. That's 281-588-4800. KSEV, loyal listeners and dependable advertisers are the Voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV.
1: <laughs> At least the music's up, there. Yeah. We're broke, but the music's up, there.
2: Yeah. We'll listen to this for a minute or two and then we'll take Tracy on line one.
3: <laughs> this
2: puts me in, in my a good house,
3: mood. My life's
5: a still till
2: young? They shut down rock and roll and I'm taken <laughs> to <kiss babies. laughs> the streets. That's a bridge to too far. She was a young American. She was a young American. American. All All a young American. American. Okay, Steve, okay. Jeez, you think I was getting paid for this? Okay, line one, Tracy. <laughs> hey, hey Tracy.
5: Frank,
2: I'm back. Uh, you're so. back. Oh no, it's Poltergeist night. <laughs> <laughs> so.
5: This is like the Stockholm Syndrome, where people fall in love with their captors.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
5: Because, because a- if you listen to the mainstream media, it's okay that we suffer. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: And so what you have to look at, connect, remember what James Carville said, follow the money. Right. So this is, now the media has been in collusion with the Democratic Party for years and years. And we're seeing that with the Durham report. And we're seeing that all the media is owned by uh, Big Pharma. And so these people want to keep their little careers, and they will do or say any crazy thing. And this is, this is why it's the collapse of, of our country, is because if this were a Trump administration or any other Republican administration, they would be being called out.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's probably true. I mean, I can tell you this. Uh, I saw something that said that there was uh, an article uh, that suggested that Pfizer was in cahoots with CNN because they were putting out things uh, to uh, maybe CNN's parent company or... Uh, at and I
1: think it is. Yeah,
2: one of them. And basically, they were trying to pander to children about taking the shot, the jab, but they can't really advertise it, you see. And the reason they can't advertise all this is because no matter what everybody thinks the Pfizer shots that they have out there that we're getting are still deemed to be experimental and why exactly. is it and why is it that they still want these shots to be experimental Tracy it's be and you probably know it's because as long as they're experimental th- there's no liability associated with adverse effects they're absolutely immune so if they can <clears throat> sell this shot jab to everybody and now pander the booster shots experimentally and then pander it to a whole mother crop of children and keep uh, the whole country at that point 350 million people uh their 96 billion dollars in profits will be probably twice as much next year as you start getting people not only taking the shots but then all the different boosters two or three times a year i mean this is like an annuity for the for the big pharma and that's all fine well, but, a-
5: but also they made all these doses and now they have to get rid of them because in march their pfizer has announced right after Biden announced the vaccine mandate to push that using up the existing doses, then they're going to come out with Pfizer has their own over the counter um, uh, ointment or, no, or a pill.
2: pill, a pill, a pill. It's a, it's a, it's a drug to treat, to treat COVID. Right. Well, the problem, and
5: the- you can't tell me that they ever studied doing combos of half Pfizer, half Moderna they never studied the effects on children. No, it's no, no. They
2: don't. They don't 20. have the data. They don't have the data. One of the Pfizer executives, who actually was one of the uh, chief uh, architects of the uh, RNA, uh, oh, there's a word for it, but I can't think of it this moment. But I mean, it's the RNA vaccine. That technology.
5: The mRNA.
2: Uh, yeah. He basically says that uh, they don't have, know what the side effects are. They do not have the data on it. They do not, and they they don't need to because it's all still deemed to be experimental. Now, again, I'm not anti-vaccine. If you want to take the vaccine, you take the vaccine. All, that's fine. I mean, it, it, it's, but but the point is, what I don't understand about it is, if you've taken the vaccine and you demand the other, other people who aren't vaccinated take it, but you're the person with the vaccine who can still get COVID and still spread it, then why are you worried about the person who chooses not to take it and do, is not vaccinated? I mean, they're not necessarily any more of a spreader than you are. Who Because taken...
5: you've been mesmerized. You've been lied to.
2: Well, I, I've not been mesmerized, but I'm like, I'm kind of like, it doesn't make logical sense to me. It doesn't make logical sense to me when people have the vaccine and also wear a mask, and then they're looking at you and you're not vaccinated, and they're saying, why aren't you have a mask? And I look back at them and I say, "Why do do you care if I have a mask? You're supposedly vaccinated. So I mean, what are we talking about?" There's
5: no data. There is no data at all that people who recovered from COVID have ever uh, caused anyone else to get it.
2: Well, that's the other thing. They're
5: not exempt from the vaccine mandate.
2: Natural. We've
5: got to clear the shelves of all of this product the, that they make the
2: natural immunity you know. they have any, they don't even give any credence to that at all not even in travel. So I mean it it, it, it is there really there's no
5: money in natural immunity.
2: Well that uh, exactly right, exactly right. And and so this is another thing, okay? This is another part of the plan. It's all part of the controlling the population. You you now can pass laws even though they don't make sense to control the population, to dummy down the individual, to make the individual get in line, to be to be considered part of the collective. They don't want individuality. They don't want individual initiative. Yet it's all of those things that made America great, that all of those things that people come to the United States to to have the chance to be, and all of those things allowed the United States of America to win two world wars and it was when we started off on this other kind of trail of of happy gas that we started to lose the wars and we started to disintegrate the country to the point right now honestly it's pitiful in my point of view you know i'm embarrassed to 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 say i'm a united states citizen anymore because because it isn't the country that it was But I still believe in it because it can be the country. It's the only hope of a country that can be again, and so we need to make sure that we can at least walk in that direction. I don't know that uh, I don't know that we can, but we're going to sure give it a shot. Thanks, Tracy. Talk to you soon. Good luck for Kansas City, even though I don't root for them really. But anyway, I root for them only because of you. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Tracy. Take care. Uh, what do you have to say, Francis?
1: Well, yeah, you know, I'll tell you about about these man mandated vaccines. Yeah, uh, man it, mandated. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, we're all, we're talking about inflation earlier, which is you know we it, ought
2: it, to call them mandingo vaccines because <laughs> they basically they're basically putting us in, in, into slavery, slavery to the drug companies. Yeah, let, let me just
1: th- throw this point in at you, just to think about. You have inflation where you have a, a greater demand than you have a supply and uh, we're seeing prices go up. Now they're going to institute these mandated vaccines, which is going to cause people to walk off the job. People are going to walk away. So now you're going to have a labor shortage. So you're going to have more supply problems. The the issues that we're facing today are only going to get worse. There is no way for them to get better when you have a, a government that is incompetent and that wants to punish the people and you have people walking away from their jobs. People are going to make the decision that they don't want to be a, te- a Petri dish.
2: Well yeah, well, yeah, the whole country is a Petri dish. Huh. I mean, I mean, the, the, I said that, I think, one time when somebody said to me, they go, well, you've never even been in a laboratory. I said, yes, I have. I've been in the United States of America my whole life, and now we're, I'm, I'm in a laboratory, and I'm the rat. Yeah. <laughs> And that's essentially correct. But, but you want off the wheel. Yeah, I want, I, I, <laughs> I, I want off the wheel for sure. The other thing, though, uh, then we'll move on to some other subjects. We can do something about it. And I was talking to Congressman Scalise, and his heart's in the right place. I got to tell you that. But he admitted that the Republicans don't stick together. He also suggested to me that that Joe Manchin at the end of the day will crater. Now, I can't really imagine that he's going to crater on this, but I'm going to watch to see very closely whether he does, because uh, uh, I mean he's an oiling, he's a coal country, fossil fuel country guy, and and uh, he's also uh, talks common sense. But Scalise seems to think that uh, that he may not hang in there, and he says their best hope for defeating this. I don't even understand what it is. Social, in, infra, social infrastructure, build back better, uh, let's build like the United Nations. Boy, the United Nations has really, boy, they are really a model of building anything. They never built anything except a building with our money. They never built anything, they don't pay their bills. They all just pander around in Geneva and all other kind of highfalutin places, and they basically try to tell everybody else what to do while they don't do anything. They do nothing, and they basically, you know, live on the fat hog of the world, who basically keeps them there as some kind of a, a you know, a face, a puppet of of uh, the country's getting along. It's a joke. You think Russia or China ever listened to the United Nations? Have you ever seen Russia or China ever go into a disaster area and repair it? And what about diversity? Diversity, boy, I really like it, Joe. We're gonna shut down oil and gas. Did you ever think about Nigeria, which is which is a, you know a black country, which which basically lives on oil? and and it's and its citizens and its and its whole country is predicated on the production of oil and you want to do what and there are other countries all around the world like that instead you'll 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 do this and force the destruction of an industry which is basically taking care of most of the world and you'll destroy our infrastructure first make us dependent on all these countries that have that have looked up to us in terms of leadership in these areas, and basically subjugate not only the country, but the country's ideals, and ultimately what you're doing is subjugating the American people. But I don't think they'll go for it. We got Adele there on line, uh, on line one. Hey, Adele and Katie, how are you?
6: I'm doing good. How are you, Frank?
2: I'm all right tonight. I'm a little bit on a tear a little bit.
6: I pray a lot for y'all. I have started praying and praying and praying a lot. Good.
2: We can can turn
6: this thing around
2: all the prayers we can get. Praise the Lord on
6: that. You know, Frank, I've often heard this in other talk shows. If we stayed out of the stores for two weeks to a month, we would crash it all. The movies, everything, we would crash it. Let it all crash. Let it all
2: fall. You know what? I, 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 I've early on made those suggestions in an oblique way. You have now made those suggestions directly. It's essentially like, uh, you know, when a factory walked out, walked out on uh, employers that were maybe in some respects abusing the workers and they all walk out and they just shut the whole thing down and the country uh, company comes to a screeching halt. And then they begin to listen to you. It's called like voting with your feet. And that's essentially what you can do. Or what's more, more dangerous, people could have, you know, some kind of tax revolt and say we ain't paying taxes for things that we don't believe in. And, and we, we
6: need to stay out of the stores, Frank. We need, we need to show them you work for us. We do not work for you.
2: That's correct. I agree with that. And, you know, they think, you know, they're telling us that the Christmas holidays, you may not be able to get the toys you want for your kids. You mean not. now we don't have enough turkeys? Why don't we have enough turkeys? The turkeys were not dying of COVID. They're the same turkeys that we always had. The turkey ranches are there. And you can't tell me that the turkeys aren't, won't show up for Thanksgiving unless they're just trying to avoid the dinner. <laughs> and, and And so, I mean, i, I it's all manufactured, Adele. it's right. all it's all fake It's you destroy it. and, and us. i was I
6: was listening to a program uh, today today. I was on the computer and and uh, and uh, you know, who owns all the garbage? Who owns harp? Who owns uh, everything? who's behind BlackRock, who's behind all of it. Uh,
2: yes, yes, yes. And, of course, you know, we've talked about BlackRock in the past. They're buying up all single-family housing and converting them to multiple-family housing. They passed a law to that effect over in, uh, in California. Why do they do that? Well, one, they then control the real estate and people, hard-working people. I mean, but I we
6: need to crash everything, Frank, uh, I so understand. that the four hundred and fifty thousand does not go to the illegals. Well,
2: <laughs> the four hundred. I told you, Delia. I don't know if you listened to the show last week. I was going to give up my U.S. citizenship and go to Mexico and just uh, have a really big family, uh, whether I knew them or not. And I was just going to bring the kids over and then say, "Hey, I want my four fifty, You just separated us. Who was the kid? I don't know. It's one of my children here. Give me four fifty. I mean, you could do that maybe once, twice, three times, four times a year, and all of a sudden, hell, you could even make a trip to Davos, probably. We need to crash
6: it <laughs> so there's no money in the pot, Frank. So this, uh, let's go. Let's go, Brandon. Cannot have anything <laughs> let's go in Brandon. the pot.
2: <laughs> I understand, and the, and the thing is. When I talked to Scalise, there was only three of us in the room. And when I talked to him, he's a very nice guy, and he, he, his heart's in the right place, and he's trying to do the right thing. But, I mean, uh, he kind of almost tacitly or more than tacitly made me understand that 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 the Republicans don't stick together, and the, what appears to be a very close... Uh, Equilibrium between Democrats and Republicans. There's a lot of Republicans who are really not interested in these issues that you're talking about, which is why I told him to his face, we probably need a new party because there are a lot of Democrats and, uh, you know, the, the the Latinos in this country that normally would have been voting Democratic and, and or that, that are now voting Republican of sorts, they're, revo- re- they're voting for values candidates, okay?
6: And, and who owns who owns both parties, the cabal?
2: I think both parties are basically scratching each other's backs, and they're all in cahoots with the international globalists. We need a new party called the Patriot Party. I've been saying this for two years, even before uh, Trump's uh, last uh, election run. We need and an
6: Joe Manchin, I need to tell you this before I leave. Joe Manchin, I heard it on another talk show. Joe Manchin has caved in before.
2: Yes, that's what I. That was what was being said to me, basically. So he right. ca- he kind of plays this role of the spoiler, and it allows for negotiation so that there can then be a deal cut. And the problem with this new infrastructure bill is not ex- the money. The money's one thing. Okay, that's a number. The problem is the programs, because the programs are very devastating to uh, changing both our monetary system, changing uh, our tax system, uh, imposing government uh, control over our, over individual, I'm talking about individual people, Adele, I'm not talking about big corporations or very wealthy people, individual people, their finances will be under the, watchful eye of the government. I don't understand how we can you know we can say we're different than China and Russia, but I can't really say that I believe that we are so much and, and, there,
6: there's a lot going. There's a lot going on, Frank. Like Lena goes sticking her dirty little sticky fingers <laughs> into the pot, into the emergency pot of the constables, uh, and giving it what taking 11 million for herself for private security for herself, and then taking what what was it uh, 12, 15 million and giving it to a total a, one of her friends to make a company out of it. This woman should be held as a thief. This woman should be run through the court system. And and either she goes on probation or she goes to jail. This yeah. is my feeling about this woman.
2: Right. Well, I don't. I, I'm not familiar with those stories, so I can't really comment on those stories. But I mean, the thing is, it's it's this
6: is coming from other stations.
2: Okay. Well, I'm telling. I'll tell you this. What you've just enunciated here on this on, on this show tonight is another pandemic. It's the pandemic of corruption that is absolutely rife. Rife. Rife, something like that. pervasive across the world, okay? If
6: she's stealing from the emergency fund of the constables, uh, what are they doing with Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid? What the heck are they doing? Well, you know, all, uh, all, all, that all, all, of,
2: all of them are Ponzi schemes, okay? They just kind of right. prop them up and print the money. Thanks, Adele. It was good talking okay. to you tonight. I think we're probably going to take I'm, I'm
6: it. Thank you because you left. Get it off my chest the way I feel. It's
2: no problem. I like to, I, I always like to talk to you. Have a great weekend. we you Take well, care.
6: God bless. Thank Bye. you.
1: Going to going to a break, sir.
2: I know. We're going to a break. What do you think, Francis, about all this?
1: Okay, we'll, we'll catch it up when we come back in the break.
2: Well, we're on Facebook right now.
1: Your home
3: team for conservative talk radio KSEV 700 AM, the voice
0: of Texas. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Dan, welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, it's great to be with you, Brian, and we're honored to have you on KSEB uh, AM 700 in Houston. Governor, so many people sit outside border states and want to tell us what you think. The polls show Texas is about 50-50 on building a wall. Uh, where do you stand? I'm all in because I know the fact, and I know it's not a manufactured crisis. It's a manufactured cover-up by Pelosi and the Democrats. The Brian Kilmeade Radio Show, every weekday morning from 9 to 11 on AM 700 KSE. B If you're looking to sell or buy a home and in need of the best realtors out there, look no further than the Matthews team at REMAX Legends. Ronnie and Kathy Matthews have instilled in each and every team member their hard work and honest values, and believe me, it's paid off. This incredible team's agents has an average tenure of over 10 years, so it's clear that the Matthews team truly knows the Houston area market and what it takes to get a home sold quickly. They're employee-owned, they care about their clients, and they always go the extra mile to ensure that each sale and purchase is seamless and smooth. The Matthews team are the number 1 Remax team in Texas and have been for over 20 years. Call the Matthews team at 281-440-7900 or see for yourself and go online at Ronnie and Kathy They sell over 900 homes a year, and they know every inch of the buying and selling market in the greater Houston area. Call the Matthews team. I chose them as my realtor, and you should, too. The Matthews team and REMAX Legends, your realtor for life. 281-440-7900. That's 281-440-7900. I'm
4: Danny Schaefer, lifestyle content creator. My little brother had these piercing blue eyes like the ocean. He was just 33 when we lost him to an accidental opioid overdose.
3: My name is Darren Waller. I had it made, living my dream playing professional football. Then my life hit rock bottom. I had an accidental opioid overdose.
4: I felt this shame, this stigma. Everyone knew, but no one talked about it.
3: I felt completely isolated. My family didn't even know. I refuse to stand by and watch without doing everything I can to change the
4: stigma. If you know someone taking opioids, have a safety plan and talk about it.
3: It can happen to anyone you know or love. It happened to me.
4: I'm sharing Scott's story because reversing the silence can help save lives.
3: Let's help put a stop to opioid overdoses being a leading cause of accidental death in America.
4: Be prepared. Learn how at reversesilence.org
3: your smartphone is now your radio all you need is a ksev app and with one click you're listening to ksev anytime anywhere no static no boundaries go to the android marketplace or the iphone app store search ksev select the ksev app it's free and it only takes a couple of minutes Listen to KSEV. It's easy with the KSEV app. More details at KSEVradio.com. Phone lines are open now. Call 281 558 5738. That's 281 558
1: KSEV. At least we're going to end on a good note. Just as the one thing you get know away is fine. You gotta saddle
2: up your horse. You gotta draw a hard line. When well, the, the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a
3: victory tune and we'll all be
2: back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces. And whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Singing whiskey With for my men.
1: There we go.
2: Okay, what I want to talk about now is, hey, what about that Rittenhouse situation up there Uh, in Minnesota? I mean, I'm just in shock. First of all, I don't know how the mainstream media can go off and say this is some kind of a racial issue. None of the people were of different colors that were being shooting at each other. Not Rittenhouse or the people who were attacking him. These were anarchists. These were anarchists just trying to uh, use the excuse of uh, George Floyd's death in order to create havoc in the community. One of them was a a serial sex offender and a pedophile or whatever he was. Another one had another another, uh, rap sheet. And, and and they basically were running amok. And this is the, this is what we allowed to happen under the guise of social justice. This wasn't what Martin Luther King or Gandhi or anybody else that was serious about trying to make a difference and change the societal mores and norms did. No. They didn't they didn't destroy. But that's what was going on there. And then that, that poor kid there, 17-year-old, they want to make him, him into a white supremacist? It's ridiculous. And then they made fun of him the way he was on the witness stand when he broke down. Well, I'm sorry. I've been a, a lawyer for over 40 years. I've seen a lot of witnesses, and I've, I've, I've put on a lot of witnesses, and I've seen a lot of fakers, and I've seen a lot of authentic people that'll break your heart. And i never seen any, anybody as authentically genuine in the breakdown on the witness stand as that boy was when he started to talk about these issues. He didn't want to kill anybody. He was thought he was doing what was important as an American, stand up to try to protect the property and lives of average citizens. I don't know where all the average citizens were. They should be protecting their own property. They should be protecting their own lives. And I do think in the future they will. Because if the government doesn't stand up and do it for you, you got to do it for yourself. Which is the reason why we have the Second Amendment to begin with. And so this guy was over there doing this stuff. And, you know, should he have been there? Did he put himself in harm's way? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But, they I mean, the videos, you know, who do you believe the uh, the prosecutor, which I don't believe at all, or your lying eyes. I mean, what you're seeing in front of you is the attack on this guy, and he's reacting to all kinds of circumstances. Can you imagine being out on the street in the darkness and a, and mob, a mob attacking you? Some people with guns, some people with, you know, whatever, slamming you with a skateboard. So all kinds of different uh, threats, and they want to try to make this kid into a he, murderer, he wasn't shooting at people indiscriminately and under Minnesota law, he's entitled to protect himself if he's in fear of his life or he's threatened physically in his person. I'm paraphrasing the jury instruction on that. but to make this into some kind of a circus, I never saw a more pitiful performance than by that prosecutor. It was it's an embarrassment to the system. The guy never should have brought the charges. The guy brought the charges before the the prosecutor before he ever investigated the true facts as to what happened that night. I mean, the judge in the case, who happens, I understand, to be a Democrat, I think is one of the finest judges. And I've told you this before. You don't vote for parties on, on those kinds of things. You vote for people. And that particular judge, I've never seen a, a finer judge than him, Democrat or Republican. I mean, it's unbelievable uh, the way he has kept that courtroom in line and that prosecutor in line. Why? Because the guy, that judge, obviously has some kind of values with regard to what the law says and what the rights of the accused are. But they don't want to have the right, the accused, to have any rights. Not if the accused is somebody that doesn't happen to believe they're Political ideology. They don't happen to be an anarchist. They don't happen to be an Antifa person. They don't happen to be, you know, a, a, a Marxist or a socialist or you know, in, into destroying in order to intimidate. That's not what was going on here. You didn't see that fellow Rittenhouse running around the street indiscriminately shooting at people. No, that's not what we saw. and and it would be a shame. I do hope and pray that the jury comes back and in there very quickly and acquits him of what happened. I mean, the judge could take it away from everybody and impose sanctions on that prosecutor, but it would be much better if they just uh, have a jury come back and acquit Mr. Rittenhouse. What do you have to say about all that, Francis?
1: I'll tell you what I have to say, Frank. I think the people in this country are getting fed up with law, law breakers being the victims and the defenders of the law being accused of, of being the perpetrators. And it doesn't matter if it's Border Patrol people that are being accused of whipping uh, the, these illegal aliens. Absurd. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter if here's a kid who's just trying to stand up and protect property and all of a sudden he becomes the criminal and he's getting hit over the head with a skateboard yeah you know and and I'm not going to get into the january sixth and and then there was some things that, that 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 may not have been perfect. However, these are people just trying to stand up and protect their country. We used to call these people patriots. We used to call them heroes. Now the left wants to call them insurrectionist or 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 white supremacist or racist or whatever term they want to use. But this bull, this bunk that the media spews out, anybody who challenges it all of a sudden is called a name. And they're and they're held as a criminal, and this is just getting to be it. It's it would be laughable if it wasn't so damn sad. No, no,
2: and this is all again part of a plan. This is part of the division of this country. I mean, I'm looking at a headline right here that says some woman that's featured in the Mark Kelly campaign. You know, the 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 the, the astronaut fella that took over the Senate seat out there in Arizona. Yeah called white men the single greatest domestic terrorist group in the United States. What are you talking about? That is the most absurd thing that I ever heard because white white men put the laws in place that allow all that have allowed all men and women bumps along the way acknowledgment of that. Was it a perfect system? No. But they are the ones who basically pass the laws that basically empower everybody to be able to have rights, to be able to go to court, to be able to hold office, women and men of all colors and creeds, presidents of the United States, black and white, the United States of America elected freely Obama twice. Now, many of you listeners may not like Obama, okay? But the point is I don't care about that. The point is the United the the proof is in the pudding, not in the verbiage. And when they start doing this, what are they actually doing? They're trying to destroy the country. They do it in our military. They do it in our schools. They do it in our neighborhoods, dividing the country according to races. To be honest with you, I don't think people have... have Well, I don't see that many pure white people around anymore, anyway, because everybody's intermarried, and they got cousins from South America, they got cousins from Asia, they, they got, you know, you know, everybody's we're a melting pot. We used to be just a melting pot of European nations, uh, you know, years ago in the turn of the century. We're now a melting pot of the world, and the truth is, you know, everybody's colors are changing, but the color of the pigment of your skin means nothing. It's your it's your abilities and your merit and your character that means everything, and that's, and that's essentially paraphrasing uh, Martin Luther King. Because I mean, the, the to make those kind of comments, those kind of divisive comments. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to put down and that, white men? Why do you want to put down uh, black men? What if the, what if it was reversed? and somebody was in office and said yellow men are destroying this country oh my god i mean you know that would be the mo- that's a racist comment and it's not true but if it's done for the purposes of of what causing division causing what do people really listen to this i personally think that that uh, people have gone beyond all that they they i mean the, in all the neighborhoods and, and all, whether you go down to the 5th ward or you're or you're talking about people in you know West U or River Oaks or Tanglewood or, or you're talking about the Woodlands or you're talking about Katy any place you go people aren't buying off on this race bs because we've all been in wars together we've all been in sports teams together the country's matured enough where everybody's been together Everybody's been together working. Everybody's been together in the locker room in showers. I don't mean this in any kind of bad way. But the point is, we're all just human beings. Instead, And using this kind of language is absolutely offensive. I mean, it, 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 it's evil, honestly. And it certainly isn't of God, because God doesn't know any color. And when they're not of God, they're of the demon. Anyway have a good night we'll talk to you next week I'm sorry to be such a downer but that's the way I feel about it what do you say Francis
1: have a great weekend everybody enjoy the weather
2: Facebook I love you stay in touch give me a call y'all can reach me in a house
0: you are listening to frankly talking here on 700 a.m KSEV. Listen us next week, like every Friday at 6 p.m. on Frankly Talking, a radio show for Texas with your host Frank Spagnoletti.